Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets, for the first time in 15 years, are champions of the National League. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Second Tuesday morning on the fan. And the Rangers are still eliminated. And the Yankees are still in last place. What the hell's going on around here? A awful loss for the Yankees last night. Aaron Boone taking Domingo Herman out in that ninth inning, not letting him finish what he started, even though he had 88 pitches, was dominating his way through that Guardians lineup all night long. And Boone, who's always eager to go to the bullpen, Gets into that bullpen. Clay Holmes comes in, not fresh to start the inning, and he wasn't very good. Makes a a bad play defensively. And, of course, the Yankees, where they're down right now, and it feels like things can't get any worse. Aaron Judge on the I.L., amongst everybody else on the I.L., they blow the game in just horrific, shocking fashion. Ruin it for Herman and ruin it for all the fans we're on hand to see it. I mean, at least it was a quick exit. Uh, it was, you know, the game was just uh, just over two hours, whatever it was. It was going to be under two hours if Boone just left Herman in there and they would have won. And Boone, of course, go, go, was he played he managed scared. He said it. He was worried about Herman giving up a home run right there. Didn't want to ruin that good feeling for him. He wanted to get uh, get Herman out feeling good. And of course, uh, Clay Holmes came in and blew it. Anyway, a horrible loss for the Yankees. You look at their lineup; it's pathetic. The Yankees are in complete disarray right now. They'll be without Aaron Judge till May eighth is when Judge is eligible to come off the IL. That means he'll miss the Tampa series. Yankees in the last place in the AL East, eight and a half games back uh, of the Tampa Bay Rays, as we mentioned. And the way that things are looking right now, it could even be worse. Pretty soon for the Yankees because they, I mean, look, Bader may be able to come back here. I don't think that that's necessarily going to uh, move the needle one way or another, although it should limit the times that we have to see Aaron Hicks or IKF uh, in that outfield. But um, with no judge now on top of no Stanton, the Yanks are thin. They were thin. They needed an outfielder coming into the year. And the Yankees refused to go get Jerickson Profar or a real outfielder. They stuck with what they had, and it hasn't paid off. It was a big mistake. Anyway, the Yankees have a bad loss, and of course the Rangers and Devils. Rangers are going home early yet again, and this time even earlier in the first round, losing a Game 7 on the road to the Devils. Give the Devils all the credit in the world. They played a heck of a series after being down 2-0, a team that was young, inexperienced, getting smoked in the first two games at home in the series. They bounced back in a big way, and Game 3 settled them down after that overtime winner. They outplay the Rangers every game since, except for game six, of course. But outside of that, it was a near-perfect series for the Devils. You know, games one and two were the aberration. Devils, you know, game three was a well-played well game. Could have gone either way. It went the Devils' way. Game four was just dreadful by the Rangers. Game five and seven, the Devils steamrolled the Rangers. And now the Devils will be moving on to take on the Hurricanes. Rangers will be going home looking to see what they could do to shake this team up to get it to the next level. Because now it's two years in a row where they fell short in the postseason. Last year had a great run. This year, unacceptable. We know they got the goalie in place. Everything else needs to be evaluated. 877-337-6666. Ron is in South Amboy, New Jersey. What's up, Ron? Sal, I don't know if you remember. I called you after game two. I appreciate you taking the call. I think the the Rangers got, you know, and the fans, too, they got overconfident. Like I said, don't give them a chance. They had to put their foot on the throat. You even said it in, in game three and eliminate it when they could. I think Lindy Rupp deserves a lot of credit. I think the GM 
like you said, for signing Timo, what a good signing. He got aired out today, but what a grind player he is. No points, but he did the dirty work against a more physical team. And and Lindy pressed all the right buttons with Schmidt and everybody. Lindy was- Ruff was great. And I do remember your call, Ron, and that's when I thought that this series was in big trouble for the Rangers, not after game well, three. Well, you said you said you weren't worried when I told you don't let it go to one. You said you weren't worried at all. But I listen, was. I was not I was not worried at all. I until game four. Until I, not even the result of game four, but just the way that the Rangers played. I was not worried at all. The GM for the Devils, right? Look, look, a Kako comp- I mean, I understand the Devils were ahead of him one pick, mm-hmm. but look how Hughes panned out as opposed to Kako. I mean, yeah, but they know, had the number one pick. Really, he, he should be better than Kako, but. I, I agree with you, but Kako, really, I mean, come on. I, I mean, it's just the GM and the coaching in this series, in my opinion, even he pressed all the right buttons. He mm-hmm. could have went wrong. He pulled Vanacek. He put Schmidt in a rookie, you know, mm-hmm. young kid. He stood on his head, two shutouts. What a performance by the kid, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he says Sturkin might have been the best goalie throughout the year. He might win the trophy, but, I mean, I just think Schmidt, he really... Well, he, Schmidt's he, not he as just, good. No, that's, that's where... I think everything else, you're right. You want to give GM credit. You want to give Lindy Ruff credit. You want to give the Devils credit. Absolutely. Yeah, Schmidt is not better than Shesterkin, nor did he play a better series. I don't series think he's better at all, but I'm just Well, he didn't play a better series kid. either. For a young kid, though, he had two shutouts. No, I know, one, you know but it was, one it, on, it was more the Devils' defense in front of him to me. I agree with you 100% on that, but listen, just for a young kid, tonight, even tonight after he got his... Now, I'm not know, taking away he, from him, but don't put him in the same breath as Shesterkin. That's my issue. I'm not taking away uh, from Schmidt. He was good. Listen, I agree with you, but listen, as a, as a Devil fan, I don't know if you remember, but I told you we got ran out of the building two games at home, and one and two, but all, all the time, like, I always had to deal with Ranger fans. They always say, we got the better goalie, or they always, you know, they always downplayed Brodeur, how good he was. Well, you know that's just but, foolish. I mean, Brodeur's one of the great goalies of all time. I mean... I know, but you know you know how the rivalry goes. It's something I had to deal with as a Devil fan, but... Oh, wait, well, at, you, at the you the won the day, Stanley Cups. I mean, oh. there is no... There is, I mean, there's no debate. <laughs> Marty Brodeur, one of the great of all time. Times, the Devils have the, the pedigree with the Stanley Cups. Rangers have the one. And in 1994, obviously, I know not overall. I'm just talking about in recent history. I agree with you 100%. But like I said, for a young kid, even tonight, I was thinking maybe Vanacek was the play mm-hmm. because I thought maybe he got rattled after, you know, giving up that amount of goals. You Same. Know. But he, he, what a game. I mean, you got to tip your cap. I mean, as much as Shesterkin's a great goalie and played great through the regular season, you got to get Schmidt for a shutout in game seven. What else can you ask for? No, from no, but Ron, line? again, Ron, again, the mistake that you're making, forget Shesterkin. Stop bringing him up because that's where you are, you lose your argument. And thank you for the call and congrats to your Devils. You do, do not compare Schmidt to Shesterkin. It's just foolish. You watch the games, you saw who the better goaltender was. Schmidt had the better defense in front of him. He had the better team in front of him. And in game six, where the Rangers actually got something on him, they lit him up to a level that Chesterkin was not lit up at all like that in this series, even with the onslaught of pressure by the Devils at times. Chesterkin is another five levels beyond Schmidt, but that's not the. doesn't matter. Devils are moving on. Schmidt was good. In this series, Lindy Ruff made the genius decision to go with the backup goaltender. But let's not compare him to Shesterkin. Just say that he was good when he was in there, and obviously good enough for the Rangers, uh, for the Devils to move on. To me, that's not the story of the series. I think it changed when Ruff made that decision, but it wasn't like Schmidt's goaltending was lights out. To me, it was more the Devils' defense, the Devils' speed, getting to all the loose pucks winning the battles along the boards, controlling the play, dominating the majority of play after game two. Avery is in Manhattan. What's up, Avery? Hi, Sal. How are you? How are you, Avery? Well, I could be better. Mm. I could be better. I'm in the same boat as you. Um, unfortunate loss for the Rangers today. And I just tonight, I just wanted to say, I really think, I really just, the, the worst part about the whole thing to me is that there was an opportunity there that was lost. With you talking about the Bruins being out? If they, exactly. If they, I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, you got to give the, the credit where credit is due. The Devils played better. They skated faster, and they, their shots were more effective. Um, definitely true that you cannot put uh, Akira Schmidt in the same uh, category as Igor Shosturkin. I mean, Shosturkin is a much stronger goalie and a much more experienced one. Um, but that being said, I mean, I, I was thrilled last night when I saw the avalanche and the Bruins were out. I was just hoping that the Rangers would be able to win too so that we could take on Carolina, win, beat them, and then move on. 
Well, of course. It would have been it would have been fun. And now look, I said this earlier in the week, Avery, really after game four, I did not think the Rangers would beat in Carolina even if they won the series against the Devils. And I certainly did not think the Rangers were gonna win the cup, regardless of what happened with the Bruins. I, I don't need to look around the league if I'm watching this team play and when I was in the building for game four, I saw a team that looked they didn't look anything like a Stanley Cup championship team. It wasn't just and the tough loss. Like sorry, nothing that they looked like in games one and two. Correct, and not even game three. Game right. four was unacceptably bad. Game five, they got steamrolled. And even game six, to start that game, they were kind of flat. For a team that was facing elimination in their home building, they they just something was off with this Rangers team. And it was quite obvious uh, during Game Four, that something was clearly off with this team. I don't know what it was. I don't know what changed, but they, something was off, and they were not a team to me that was going to do damage. Which is why I feel like, yeah, this loss sucks and it hurts, and it would have been fun, obviously, to move on and have hope. But the reality is, this team wasn't winning the cup anyway. Yeah. No. I mean, I guess once you can't, you, if you can't hold that series and get that sweep that we were all hoping for uh, after Game Two, then you really probably don't have a chance. Uh, that being said. Um, uh, I thought that uh, they were able to effectively bounce back in game six. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that was nice. I thought we had both goalies down. Like, I thought we had developed some strategy at that point that meant that we had broken both Schmidt and Vanacek. I, I thought, I thought, I thought for sure, I thought for sure Ruff was going to go back to Vanacek. Uh, figuring that, yep. hey, you know what, the bubble burst on Schmidt. They, they, they you know, opened the, the scoring up on him. Now they feel like they could beat him. Now their confidence is there. And he was going to go back with Vanacek. Who was their starting goalie all year long? If Schmidt was that good, why wasn't he starting in net for the Devils all year right. long? So I thought he would be the the goaltender in Game 7. I was wrong. He went back to Schmidt, and it paid off. It was the right decision. Yeah, anyway, it's just it's unfortunate that we couldn't yeah. recreate last year with, with that same team and more stars. But I guess what Galant said, I mean, talent doesn't win you everything. Which is so the, it's all about teamwork. Yep, and thank you for the call, Avery. That's the key. It's not just about talent. Talent is nice. You have to build a team, especially for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Look, man, hockey is weird is probably not the right word, but how the I almost just <laughs> Oh, I almost just let one go right there. I told you to stand by the dump From button. From the top man. ropes. And that, that wasn't even angry. That wasn't even angry. So I was gonna say, how did how the heck did the Bruins lose to the I mean, like, how does that happen? The Bruins break records in the regular season. They're up three one. And they go out in the first round to the Panthers. I mean, come on. But this is what the NHL playoffs do. So you lose a game in a seven-game series. You lose a game seven. Now, the difference in these two teams was more than just one. Like I said before, earlier when we were talking about it, I think if you replayed this series right now, I think the Devils win in five, maybe six games, but really probably win in five. I don't know what happened in those first two games. Maybe the Devils needed to get a little playoff experience there. But this is what happens in the NHL's postseason, where you know, the bounce of a puck, you know, a shorthanded goal, a little momentum, a change in goaltenders. I mean, it happens. Hard to win a Stanley Cup. But the Rangers had more talent than they showed. And it's not just about talent to, to the point before where, you know, the Bruins' best team in the league, they're out. Who's a more talented team? And Rangers and Devils, you can talk about talent all you want. Devils were faster. They were hungrier. They were just flat out better after game two. They deserve the credit. Joe is in Woodbridge, New Jersey. What's up, Joe? I'm a Devil fan. Congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, the Devils were just a faster team. You didn't even have the best player in ice. Jack Hughes is the best player in ice. And I got news for Ranger fans and for the Rangers. You're going to deal with this Devil team for at least 10 years. Well, I don't care. Joe, what are you worried about 10 years for? You just beat the Rangers. Well, we beat them tonight and we sent them home. I mean, we sent you guys home. Um, Not me. I don't know if you know this. I'm not on the team. So you didn't send me home. As a matter of fact, I'd like somebody to send me home. I'm still here. I got to be until 2 a.m. Can you please send me home? Uh, you have the power to do that? Can you get Lindy Ruff and somebody on the Devils to send me home? i got to be able to answer. So they didn't beat me. They beat the Rangers. That's number one. Number two, and thank you for the call, Joan. Congrats, as I said. Number two, why are you worried about the next 10 years? You just won this series. Enjoy this. 
You think? What do you think? The Devils are going to win every series against the Rangers in the next 10 years? I got news for you. They're not. Maybe it's a back and forth. Maybe this continues to be a thing where they meet up in the postseason every year. But the Rangers aren't going away anytime soon. Do you know why? Igor. 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 I'll take my chances any day of the week with Igor keeping the Rangers in things. Now they just have to figure out how to build a team around him that could help win the Stanley Cup, unlike what they did with Henrik Lundqvist. By the way, same thing for the Islanders. The Islanders with Sorokin are going to be in the conversation every year. I don't think the Devils' goaltending is up to those levels. So I got news for you. Take advantage of it now. You hear? You got the, the Hurricanes. And then the Leafs or Panthers. Go go take advantage of it. What are you worried about 10 years from now? Oh, the next 10 years. Yeah, I, the Rangers are really scared. Rangers got bigger problems than worrying about the specific team in the Devils for the next 10 years. There are going to be other great teams as well in the East. It's never easy. Nothing personal. You won this series. The Devils won this series. Congratulations. Don't worry about, oh, Rangers have to worry about this for the next 10 years. Rangers have to figure out how to build their own team. Mayor is calling from Woodmere. What's up, Mayor? Hey, how you doing? Good, Mayor. How are you? Wondrous. Just got back from the Ross. Um, we're uh, Devils fans in New York over here. What an unbelievable game. Um, you know, those first two games in the series, yeah, I think it was experience and uh, – Combination of them just being bigger. That's basically it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, look, the Rangers dominated those first two games. So if they played anything like that in the games after that, I mean, maybe they had a different result here. Right. But Devils, the Devils right. were better. I mean, game three could have gone either way. It went the way of the Devils, and then the Rangers folded. It's like the Rangers, yep. once the Devils scored that game winner in overtime, the Rangers didn't know how to handle that adversity. And it wasn't even really adversity. All right, they lost the game at home. Big deal. Go win game four. And it's like they let the pressure of, uh-oh, what if we blow this and, and have that two-game yeah, two yeah. lead go away? Then what? Well, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. You play scared like that, you're going to get beat, and they got beat. Right. Yeah, so I don't know. I think also the first two games, they just were bigger. They were just blocking all the shots, you know what I'm saying? Who, who's this now? This is our mayor. No, 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 I know. What are you, talk, what are you saying? I missed what oh, you said. Who's blocking all the I shots? Think- I think in the first two games, the Rangers are just so much bigger. Right. And they, and they, uh, they might, I think they're just using their legs and their side to block. I'm just going to get past them. And at, once that's over, you know, the Devils just, they just, I don't know, they just were shifty or smaller. They just were able to get past them. Lindy, and do with Igor. Lindy Ruff made the adjustments that were necessary after the Rangers slowed down right. the Devils. They were physical with the Devils. They held the Devils up. It was complete opposite of how we thought the series would go, where people were talking about the Devils' speed being a big factor. Those two first two games were the aberration. After that, the Devils dominated. Right. Yeah, yeah thank uh, you, thank you for the call, Mayor. Yeah, and it was—I think it was Lindy Ruff making those adjustments. I mean, it was the same players. I'm not sure what you mean. The Rangers were bigger, and the Devils were smaller. It was the same players. Pretty sure, you know, they didn't shrink or or grow. You know, when you put the devils in the in the oven like a shrinky dink, and they grew. Is that what they were called, shrinky dinks? I think back in the day, remember that? Oh, I'm talking to you, '80s babies. Anyway, it was a great series by the Devils and Lindy Ruff after the first two games, and the Rangers could never counter. Like I told you, they they got punched in the mouth in Game Three, and they just didn't bounce back. It wasn't even that big of a deal. They were up two one. Go win Game Four. Not only did they not win game four, they had one of the most horrible efforts that you will ever see in a postseason game. That's the problem. Gene is in Secaucus. What's up, Gene? Hey, Sal. How are you? Good, Gene. How are you? You know, you talk. I heard you talking with the, with the hockey, how it's weird and stuff like that. Yeah, consider that. I mean, Boston is a one seed, and they lose to the eight seed Florida. That's very common in hockey. And also... Yeah. 
more teams come back from 0-2 deficits, I think, in hockey than any other sport. So, uh, right, you know, but it, still, 0-2, losing the first two at home, I would think it's less than losing the first two on the road. But Yeah, yeah you know right. what? I'm going to make you feel, I'm a Devils fan, but I'm going to make you feel a little bit better as a Rangers fan. You said if the Rangers played the Devils again, the the, the, the Devils would win. If I, you never know, but the Rangers, the, 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 the series was very, very close. If the if the Rangers and Devils played again, Sal, maybe the Rangers would win because mm. they never saw they never saw this goaltender before. They got a book on them now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I no, I and just so don't, the way just, that's my the, consolation the, to you because you're a Rangers fan. I'm a Devils fan. But, no, no, I appreciate that, I, uh, but I'm not buying it. I, I watch. Yeah, you this. know what? You know what? I, I, I well, you know, we, we disagree. But you know, I was listening to the Rangers coach. Right, he was downplaying talent. Right, and he was saying you got to click together, play chemistry. I kind of agree with that. Now, with all due respect. Before the series started, you were talking the Rangers, June, and you know the best team since '94, and now you want to dis- disable, uh, disassemble them. I, I, I think you still got a pretty good team there. Well, you know? they're, they're not going to break up the whole thing, but they have to change a significant piece or two. You cannot right. go back with the same team and just change the ancillary pieces. They already tried right. that, and it didn't work. Now, let me ask you one question: If I'm right or wrong, your goaltender is a the best, a better goaltender, obviously. But if you look at, the, I gotta go to NHL.com. I looked at the box scores for some strange reason. They don't give the goals against Savage, but I think Schmidt did outplay him uh, by a little bit with the goals, with the uh, the save percentage. Right. Um, you may want to check that out. I think I'm not no, saying that he's a better goaltender. No, but that's fine. I'm not looking at. It. I'm just watching the games. I mean, right. Look, Schmidt was fine. The Rangers didn't score a goal in the games that they're losing here. As Glenn said, they scored what, two, what? Ga- two goals in the games fans, that they lost. Guys like us are big fans, and it's like I was telling my girlfriend, I was saying, you know, it's about heartache and pain and mm. suffering, and you know, it, it, it's it's not fun. Being a fan is mostly about heartache. No, being <laughs> I say this all the time. Being a sports fan, Gene, it's heartache is mostly uh, miserable. It's mostly it failure. It it's it, torture. It's you, you, it really enjoy, is torture. you enjoy. You experience because I don't know. Because as a Devils fan, like I don't expect the Devils to go all the way. So now this agony for me is going to be prolonged. <laughs> at least, at least your agony is over. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, well right. <laughs> well, I mean, at some point you're going to get it unless you win the cup. And congratulations, Gene, on your Devils, and good luck in the second round here. Being a sports fan, most of it is miserable. We endure pain, especially playoff pain. When you get there, the great euphoria, the great joy of getting into the postseason. For what? Only to have the losses sting even more. Game one of the Garden on Sunday for the Knicks. Rangers go home in game seven. Devils win a euphoric Game 7. Everybody's feeling great. And then watch what happens in the coming rounds. Unless you win it all, it's pain. And me personally, the teams that I grew up rooting for, one, the football team never won it. Uh, Two, the Mets last won in 1986. Three, the Rangers last won in 1994. And four, the Knicks, they last won in 1973. And I enjoyed a lot of the Knicks runs in the 90s. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. But they always ended in pain. Some more painful than others. You know, the Allen Houston shot against Miami, one of the great moments in my sports fandom. Ultimately, yes, they made the NBA Finals. They lost. 93-94, we've been over this. You know, all the battles with the Bulls, with the Heat, with the Pacers. Rangers, same thing. Now, I got to experience that in 94, but that's a long time ago now. A long time ago. But it's what makes... I told you I was trying to tell this to my wife, who's now gone to two Nick playoff games with me this year and experienced a win in game four, round one, and then the loss on Sunday. I was trying to tell her that this is what it's about. She's like, I don't want to go back. I don't want to pay that much money for a loss like that. I was like, well, this is part of it. This is part of the run. This, that pain that you feel, the pain that we all felt in that building... By the way, there were way too many Heat fans there for my liking. And part of my voice probably being like this is because I was making sure I was protecting the building. You cannot have Let's Go Heat chants in there. No way. Unacceptable. Anyway, part of what makes being a sports fan so great is you endure that pain, but that makes the winning even more special. Like if the Knicks come back and win this series now, it's going to be a great feeling. You don't have to necessarily be there to experience it, but you just experience it from watching. 
all the losing makes the winning that much more special. The only problem I have is, when the hell am I going to experience the winning? Please, once. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk, too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Back on the fan, baseball is back, and the push for the postseason is on for hockey and hoops. Make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the best wagering app around with the direct line to experience bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Look, we mentioned the Mets a little bit. There'll be plenty of times where they're the story we could talk about, especially now with hockey being, you know, out of the way here. And all due respect to the Devils and their fans, that's great. You know, I'm not into the Devils. I'm not going to be paying attention to it. It's really Rangers or Islanders or bus for me, at least. And even with the Islanders, I mean, they had to go on the Eastern Conference Finals runs two years in a row when we made them a focal point. So hockey uh, after tonight's show for me is essentially done. We'll, we'll turn our attention much more so to the Knicks and Heat and the baseball. But the Mets had a split of the doubleheader. And while it looked ugly in game one, ultimately, the Mets showed me some toughness, some resiliency. And I do think that the gap is not as drastic as I thought between the Braves and the Mets. And we'll see. It's a long season. It's a big week. Verlander, Scherzer both coming back. So everything should look different for the Mets. As for the Yankees, they were a top story because of the loss, the horrific loss when Aaron Boone decided to pull Domingo Herman out of that game. And the Yankees, of course, uh, uh, you know, blow it. And another loss for them. They're in last place. They're a 500 team right now. Good news is it's way early. It's only May 2nd here. Bad news is starting to get buried in the division, similar to what they did to the rest of the AL East last year. And then the question is going to become the same again. Who's going to pay for this? I mean, what do we? At what point do the Yankees actually make changes? I'm not talking about Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone does not deserve to be fired, even though it was a bad decision. This is not Aaron Boone's fault. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about this one game. I'm talking about in general. The Yankees roster is the bigger problem. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. But Devils Rangers is the conversation. Devils send the Rangers home. A seven game first round series. This time, the Rangers' luck runs out in Game 7s. Devils are moving on. Anthony's calling from Michigan. What's up, Ant? Hey, Sam. Um, it's almost cliche at this point, but from Game 3 forward, when the Devils weren't shooting themselves in the foot with penalties, it was the Devils' speed, as we've said it many times today. But to get specific about it, the 5-on-5 speed of the Devils was most lethal when the Devils' forwards sort of getting back on back checks and sticks and D-men getting it out of the zone to prevent the Rangers from spending any time in the O-zone. But, you know, to go even a little deeper onto why that happens, I mean, I think there's a straight line back to the front office. Both teams have had their share of chances in the draft. And the Devils have beat the Rangers at drafting the last five years or so. But they've also had the number one pick, you know, twice. Yes. Well, yeah. But they both had their chances, put it that way. I mean, 
Rangers too. I mean, the team. I mean, if, but but if the Rangers had if the Rangers had the number one pick in the Hughes draft, I'm pretty sure the Rangers would have taken you. Now I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure they would have taken the consensus number one in Jack Hughes, and we're talking about a different story. Right. Well, it's not just Hughes. It's not just Heischer. Um It's it's guys like Mercer, mm-hmm. right? Who's probably so far. I mean, he's, he's a top top couple guys coming out of that draft so far, and a sixth rounder like Brad. And all indications, of course, I mean, Luke Hughes is a top-five pick, but he's the real deal, too. And, you know, Igor or not, and yes, the Rangers are a good team, and they will be a good team, but they have dug themselves a bit of a hole in a hard-cap league that won't be easy to dig out of in the Metro. If you look at the trades, I think the trades, to me, looking at it, it felt like that was an attempt to dig the Rangers a little bit out of that hole to make up for some of the dra- you know, the, the kid line just <laughs> that doesn't produce, you know, those guys are just not producing. And, and like, then if the kid line's not producing, and, and by the way, it might be one of the better lines. I mean, it was last year in the postseason, and it had a nice shift when they were back together uh, in Game 7 last night now. But anyway, the kid line it has its own issues with Lafreniere and Kako being disappointments. How about Panarin? How about Zabinijet? How about Adam Fox? I mean, it's there were a lot of reasons why the Rangers lost this series. And even with all that, it was still a seven-gamer, but it should not have been. Uh, like I said, the, yeah. the, the, it, it was not as close as the seven-game series would indicate. But the, you know, really what I'm, I'm speaking to is just the overall gameplay, right? The overall gameplay of Four lines versus four lines. You could feel the impact of the better drafting from mm-hmm. the Devils sure. versus the Rangers. Yeah, the Devils were better. I, I think they're a better team. Defensively, schematically, talent. Uh, maybe not talent-wise as far as skill, but players that were just better. Better in this series. I don't know enough about the depths of the NHL draft. Obviously, we could go into the top guys because we made a big deal about it with the Rangers when they, uh, you know, when they had the top pick because it was so rare. You get that number one pick with Lafreniere. You're thinking this is great. Oh my God, they finally got a game changing player with the number one pick. And then, of course, the year that they picked number one, Lafreniere is a bust. And even with the second pick overall with Kako, where's the impact? They needed those guys to be impact players. Forget about Sidney Crosby or Austin Matthews or even Jack Hughes. We're talking about next-level stars. They need impact players, at least one of them, and they don't have an impact in either of them. John is calling from Port Jeff Station. John? Hey, good evening, sir. How are we doing today? Good, John. How are you this evening? Good. Well, a lot better if the Rangers won, but that wasn't... Uh... That wasn't going to happen. I'm going to tell you something. Like, as you say, you know, you look at their top players. Didn't play up to their potentials as far as, you know, Fox, he's a great defenseman. He didn't get it done. Truba, I think when he took that injury, I don't know if uh, not too while ago, um, towards the end of the season, he got hurt pretty bad. Was taken out of the game, came back in. He hasn't been the same. Uh, They're really defensemen. The Devils have speed, and they just cannot catch up with these guys. They they swarmed the net. The Rangers they didn't swarm the net. At, at times they looked like they were all over the place, but they just you know the same shot from Zabanajan all you know series. What do you think of that? I mean, you can't keep playing the same play over and over again on a power play. Oh for three in the first three power plays. How, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, they did change it up after Game Four, right, where the Rangers moved Zabanajan into that one timer spot. Um, so I mean, I, I don't know. I, look, the, the bottom line is it isn't working. And I feel like if you got to change lines or change the power play at this point in the season, you're screwed. I mean, that's when you, you felt like the Rangers were in real trouble. Uh, why was getting in their head? They should not have had any issue with the power play with the skill that they have. You want to talk about their lines or not getting it done five on five. Fine. There is zero excuse for not being able to cash in on the endless power play opportunities that they had. I mean, the Devils kept uh, stupid penalties by the Devils, giving the Rangers chance after chance. Didn't matter. Rangers did nothing with it. Yeah, I just, I, you know, the way I looked at it, the only one that I still playing halfway decent uh, defense was Schneider. I mean, he, I thought he was playing not that bad. He was always in on the rush. He was behind the net most of the time trying to get the puck when he did rush. I just didn't see the defense you know, trying to take more chances as far as going in. Mm. And I'm going to tell you now, you got to give it to Panarin. Just think his, his offense was nothing. To Benajet, it, it was what it was. Quite like you said, was the guy, but they just uh, they didn't have that push. And it, it, it wasn't. 
it wasn't the year this year. And thanks for the call, John. Zibanejad is not, I mean, he's a great player. I just don't understand why the frustrations and why the struggles in the postseason at times. It is infuriating. The other spots, it, I mean, Panarin is a big issue with this team. Lafreniere, Kako, you have to look at the guys who underachieved. Like, Kane's not going to be here, so they're going to replace him, obviously, with somebody else. Who knows about Tarasenko, but it wasn't Tarasenko that was the issue. I mean, think of Tarasenko as an upgrade over Frank Vetrano from last year. So they could find another guy to do something similar. I wouldn't mind Tarasenko coming back. He wasn't an issue. He did kind of what was expected. Trocek, same thing. Like, better than Strom. You know, not a stud, but a good player. An upgrade over Strom. Where are the guys that underperformed? Zabinijad, yes, in the postseason. But overall, Panarin, this is now two years in a row where he's done nothing. He's supposed to be one of their best players, if not their best player. He's got to be better. So he takes a hit. And then I talked about Lafreniere and Kako. Those guys got to be impactful players. Heedle's not going anywhere. Goudreau's not going anywhere. Or, I mean, at least I got to check the, the contract status. But these are guys that did what is expected of them. Heedle, Goudreau, Kreider, you know, Mott, whatever. Tarasenko, Trocek, as I mentioned, VZ, eh. Defenseman, a big problem as well. Lindgren, you know what he brings. Fox has got to be better. It's as simple as that. Now, you're not moving on from Adam Fox. He is still one of the best defensemen in the league, but, I mean, I would just be showing him that tape over and over again. What the hell is this, dude? What kind of effort is that? What, are you lazy? I don't understand it. What What is Adam Fox's excuse for that play? Are you that lazy, dude? This is game seven. This is Stanley Cup playoffs. Like, that play would be bad against Columbus in October. To have that happen in Game 7 against the Devils in the Stanley Cup playoffs? What? And you think you're one of the best defensemen in the league? Like, that is beyond unacceptable. Mikola, eh, Keandre Miller, big disappointment. Supposed to be an offensive defenseman. He did nothing this series. And even Truba. I I would look to change captain. And look, I like Truba and the big hits that he puts on people. It's not enough. Not enough. Disappointing from the Rangers. Very disappointing end. After, you know, going into the series, I thought they were going to win after games one and two. I mean, I thought for sure they were going to win. It wasn't until after game four where I felt, uh-oh, this team might be up against it. Rob is calling from Princeton. What's up, Rob? Hey, so um, real quick, I, we're, we're the same fan base. The Rangers are turning into the Yankees. They have all the talent. The problem is when they get into these pressure situations, they just think that they can coast. Like, they need to show up. They did not show up tonight. They just rest on their, like, talent. If you talk to any other fan base and and said, hey, look at the Rangers lineup, it's a great lineup. They're just not motivated enough to, to come through in the big moments. And there's just no motivation there. So what's the problem? I mean, that is what Chris Drury is going to have to figure out. First, you're going to have to figure out if Glant's the right guy to get the message through to him. Because after watching Game 4, and then even a little bit of Game 6, and then obviously Game 7, you know, I'm not sure that the message is getting through to these guys. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take. That's for them to figure out. But there's some sort of issue going on with this team. And then they have to figure out what type of players they need to bring in. Maybe another leader. Maybe somebody that, can, that they can make a captain as opposed well, to Well, no, I, I don't think another – I mean, leaders I – mean, how many leaders do you need on the ice? You have Patrick Kane, the best U.S. player of all time. Yeah, you but – Going into game seven, we had everyone – like, we had the team. We played scared. We played cute. We didn't attack, right? Like right. But who's who's leading by example out there? If you're if one of your best players, Panarin, is the guy who's leading by example to be scared, who's leading out there? Where are the where? I mean, I I can't hate to bring up Messier because you know it's very far far and few between. You're going to get a player like that. However, that's what it took. 
to win the first Stanley Cup since 1940. Messier, a guy who said, you know what, I guarantee we're going to win in game six, went in there, delivered, went on that run. He was a guy who could be the conduit between Mike Keenan and the players, get the message across. They, they Who's that guy on this team? I know. Well, that's the thing. You would think in a game seven tonight, right? Like after the first period, both teams were playing safe. And, and we walked away from it like, okay, it's a game seven. But after that, you're playing a, a rookie team with a rookie goalie. Pepper, pepper the goalie. Put shots on net. Throw the body around. They just kept playing like, again, it's like the, I'm telling you, and I'm not a Yankees fan, I'm a Mets fan. It's like the Yankees. Like they just kind of like rest on their, their, the back of their, their playing card. You gotta attack. You gotta go for it. Yeah, I feel like. And that's why the, that's why the Yankees keep doing what they're doing. Like they just, yeah, you make the playoffs every year, but guess what? We, we ruined Lundquist. We had the best goalie in the league for 15 years. Lundquist didn't win anything. We have a, another amazing goalie and we're going to blow it again. Yeah, I don't, I hope that's not the case, Rob, and thank you for the call. I don't know if I love the comparison with the Yankees. I don't know what you're trying to say. I mean, the Yankees are the Yankees, right? So they rest on the pinstripes and think, well, you know, we, we how many times have they said that too? Aaron Judge, well, we're the Yankees. we got to be better. And we're the, and Aaron Boone, well, we're the Yankees. Yeah, that's right. You're the Yankees by name only. On the field, you're not looking like the Yankees. Not in the lineup, not in the performance. So from that aspect, I understand what you were saying. But I do think the Yankees have, uh, you know, flaws as to how they're building this team. And maybe that is the case with the Rangers. But Drury now is going to have another go at it to try and fix what clearly was broken in the postseason. I just don't understand it because it's not like we saw this. I would argue... Outside of the beginning of the year where the Rangers, remember the Rangers really struggled in the beginning of the year, and that was more because Shesterkin was not himself. And it took him a while to get going. I would argue that games four, five, and seven, and the first period of game six, were some of the worst hockey that the Rangers have played all year long. And I don't understand it. I don't understand it. They played three games where they dominated the first two. Game three, all right, you lose in overtime. How does that turn into one of the worst efforts, period, in game four? Steamrolled in game five. Sluggish in game six and steamrolled again. And even sluggish in game seven, the Fox play. I mean, they're okay, but I just don't understand that. Three of their worst games of the year in the playoffs? They didn't do this crap. They were a different team in the regular season, certainly at the end of the regular season. Everything was coming together for them. Kane and Tarasenko were finally gelling, you know, with the rest of the team. Lindgren came back healthy. Shesterkin was kicking into the gear. He was playing at the top of his game. And I don't understand it. Just an awful, awful performance by the Rangers in this series. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. It's been lots and lots of Rangers talk, and that will continue for the final hour of the show. We'll be back, you know, look, all week. We'll be on after the Yankee game tomorrow. I'm sure we'll get into more Yankee stuff, although tomorrow, which is a great thing, is the Knicks. We'll be in a similar spot. Let's just hope that the Yankee game, at least this is what I'm rooting for. I just want the Yankee game to end uh, after the Knicks game ends. Or at least the Yankee post game to end after the Yankee game ends. Last night was different because you had um, the 8 o'clock puck drop or 8-10 puck drop, which was later. And the Yankee game was a ridiculous, you know, two hours or something like that. It was going to be even quicker if not for that ninth inning. But the Knicks game should be over by the time we hit the air. 
and then it'll be all reacting to Game 2, Knicks Heat, where I really do believe the Knicks are going to win this series. I didn't feel that way before this series. Matter of fact, I said, I think on Friday, be careful. All the Knicks fans were hoping for the Heat, and that, you know, you got it. You didn't want the Bucs. You didn't want any part of them. Well, the team that beat the Bucs is now taking on the Knicks. But after watching the Heat in Game 1 at the Garden, I'm not scared of them. I don't think they're good. Now, obviously Brunson and maybe Lesser, but Randall still does need to play. At some point, Randall's got to play in the series if the Knicks are going to win. Brunson, though, has to play, and he's got to be better. And Brunson is exactly the guy that this organization needed, and you could tell that by all his comments after game one. This one's on me. I was uncharacteristically bad. I got to be better than that. And he's exactly right. He was awful. He was the problem. Now, he wasn't the only problem, but if they get that type of performance from Brunson, the Knicks can't win, especially without Randall. Not to mention that they don't shoot the ball well. You could still love R.J. Barrett. You could love Obi Toppin. Neither of those two guys are good three-point shooters. So, and, and Obi just kept taking them. Like, dude, stop. Please stop. Stop with the threes. You're not a good shooter. Stop. Ob and RJ not being good three point shooters, and, and and the Knicks sloppy at the line as well. It just can't do it. All Miami does is shoot the three. I mean, I'm hoping Tibbs is going to make some adjustments after Game One, but all Miami does is shoot the three. Great ball movement, shoot the three. And if the Knicks could at least slow that down and maybe hit a few threes on their own, I think overall they're better than Miami, especially if Jimmy Butler is hurt. But we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll believe when I see it that Butler doesn't suit up. He's as tough as they come. He'll be out there at some point. And really it's going to depend on what happens with Brunson and Randall. Both listed as questionable. Anyway, it should be, and it's obviously a must win for the next game two at the Garden. I do think they're going to win the game. I think they're going to come back and win this series. Just a tough loss in game one. But they got to get healthy here. I'm not going to say beyond that. I think they probably get smoked by the Sixers or the Celtics. But we'll see. Why put a cap on it? Either way, it's one game. It's a series. That's what happens in these things. You win some, you lose some. But now they have to win game two, which is later on tonight at the Garden. Anyway, so we'll be on after that game. Talking lots of Knicks. Knicks and Rangers. Got to love it. Robbie is calling from Lennox. What's up, Robbie? Hey, Sal. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I've... This team has been, you know, in my life for over 50 years, and I I couldn't be more disappointed. I really uh, appreciated Rob's comparison with the Yankees. Um, First of all, I just want to tell you, a couple weeks ago we talked, and I told you, well, a month ago, I talked to Boo how I told you the Kane trade made absolutely no no sense whatsoever. You have to construct the team the right way. When this trade was made at the trade deadline, I said, this is the 1994 team before the trade. When Mike Keenan went up to Neil Smith and said, look, we have the best team in hockey, but the problem with this team is that we do not have enough guys that will pay the price in front of the net, will make dirty goals, will get rebound goals, will play below the goal line. We need those players. So they traded some finesse for some power. Chris Drury last year got it close. This year he completely missed the boat. Okay? I am so disgusted at this coach for being way too lenient and way too relax. I mean, you know, if this was Mike Keenan, he would have Panarin on the bench for all the stupid asinine passes that he makes. I mean, Fox and and, and, and Ryder and Zabajan looked like the Keystone Cops. It was embarrassing. And what was embarrassing about it was the idea, okay, you, you said in your in your previous monologues about the Rangers playing a fairly decent game and losing game four in overtime. Those things happen. But there is game no three. excuse. Yeah. Game three, sorry. But there is no excuse, okay? Zero excuse for the crap that we saw in games four, five, and seven. I'm sorry. How many times do the Rangers have to come out and get one shot in ten minutes? All the bad habits this team had from day one from the beginning continued in this game, okay? And I pin a lot of it, not only in the coach, but the players, but the general manager is clueless. You have to – Ryan O'Reilly would have been the right guy, not Kane, okay? that you, you got you basically – Right, but they didn't have enough to go get Ryan O'Reilly, right, whether it's right, cash base or yeah. – well, that's probably Kane, you know, again, but what, but the Kane deal also did was it really decreased the salary cap because Gerard Gallant's hands were tied. This is not about Gerard Gallant. It's partially about him, but it's about the way the, the way the team plays. You have to eat lightning and crap thunder, Sal. You have to go hmm. down into the depths of the getting. 
How many times did he get the puck below the goal line cycle? And I agree with you. Kako has been a disappointment. Lafreniere has been a disappointment. I still think Kako can be a good player because Kako at least can get in the corners. See, that's why I liked him. You're right. right. He's got that big right. body and he has puck right. possession skills. He didn't yeah. do any of that in his no, series. No, and, and the thing, the other thing too is you got okay. You got Brandon Ottman coming up this year. I'm excited to see Brandon Ottman play. Okay, you're going to love Brandon Ottman. The other kid I love is Cooley. See, the Rangers need guys that will hit you. This team couldn't hit the side of a barn half the time. It was free. You have to have neutral zone presence in the first two games. The reason the Rangers won is because it was successful in the power play, and they hit the devil. Do you, Robbie, do, yeah. you, do you trust Drury? No, not right now. Interesting. Okay, but I, but I will say this, and I will defend him for this, and, I, and this is why I told you about Glenn Sather. Sather is the president of the, of the, of the Rangers. He's a consultant for Drury, because when Drury became general manager, they said, well, you know, we want Drury in there, but we really want to maybe help him with you know, some of the organizational moves. I still don't think the game move was his. Chris Drury's smart enough, and he's been a winner his whole life, okay, from Little League Baseball. He is smart enough to know what the elements of winning a championship are. There is a reason why Clark Gillies played with Trotsky and Bossy. There's a reason why Mike Keenan went out and got the players he did as a trade then, like '94, without McTee, without uh, you know, without uh, Bateau and, and Brian Noonan and Glenn Anderson. The New Rangers would have never won the cup. You have to have grit. You have to have determination. And you have to play hard. All right, well, that's what they—that's what they don't have. Yep. And thank you for the call, Rob. I got to get to the update here. That's what the Rangers did not show in this series. They didn't have it. So Glenn could talk about it, all the talent in the world. As he said, it's about playing together as a team. It's about working for it, playing hard. They did not have that. So I do trust Drury to put it together. Third time's a charm. Let's find out. But I do think he knows what it takes. Let's see if he can put it together now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.